Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. 7 a.m. Hello and welcome to Bad Romance. I'm Jordan Searles. And I'm Bronwyn Isaac. And this week, we're really getting into Halloween. Like last week, it was like bewitched, like light Halloween fair. This week. This week is all about Halloween. We're really really getting into it. You would watch this movie at a Halloween party. (laughs) Um, Whereas bewitched, you might watch it at a Halloween party, but it's also... A romantic comedy. Well, on, you might watch it at a Halloween party and then fast forward through one part that might not be party friendly. Yes. <laughs> True. This, <laughs> which, oh, we haven't even said the name of it yet. Oh, yeah. We, um, uh, hi, everyone. We, uh, this is 1985's Once Bitten, starring Lauren Hutton and Jim Carrey. And uh which like already on board. <laughs> like like I love both of them. What what a what I a love pair. Jim Carrey way too much. What a pair. We also have Clayvon Little. Um probably if you're not into theater, best known for Blazing Saddles, but I want you to want everyone to know that he was a tremendous theater actor. Look up, look, yeah, look yeah, up. Yeah, which means that, like, I feel which like. Which means that if you didn't see him, you <laughs> I, I, can't watch him. I feel like theater actors, like, when a lot of the time they're just like, oh, this person was only in, like, this one good movie and a bunch of shitty movies. And they're like, what kind of actor are they? And it's just like, you find out that they're in the theater and they consider movie acting to be a check. So yeah. that they can go back to do the theater. Exactly. And <laughs> I they're mean they're better than us. <laughs> well, yeah, I was gonna say also, I mean, this is, you know, uh, a whole big conversation that is mini podcast worth, but being a good theater actor uh takes a skill set that a lot of screen actors don't have. Yes. <laughs> I will just say that. Yeah, <laughs> most definitely. Um, the other person who is the star of this movie who really wasn't in a lot of other things was um Karen Copens and Karen Copens, <laughs> her most like, I guess her other most high profile thing that she did was uh, there was a Archie comics TV movie that was supposed to turn into a TV show, but it did not happen because it was a big failure. It was called Archie to Riverdale and back again, where Archie comes home for like a class reunion and there's Betty and there's Veronica and they continue their fighting, but now they're like older and more depressed. And she played Veronica. <laughs> Which she has the look for. She does. She totally like it's it's good casting, um, in terms of look anyway. But I don't also know about that like, whole plot is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that, that is but a it's lot. interesting. She's the Betty in this. She is. Yeah, she uh, really is. Um, and there's just like a lot of uh stuff going on here that doesn't make sense. Um, this was directed by Howard Storm. This is the only thing that he ever directed. He was actually no, the only feature film he ever directed. Excuse me. Oh my God, Howard Storm, do not sue the podcast. What if he did? That would be hilarious. <laughs> It, it, this is the only feature film he ever directed. He did not write another film. He was most most known as an actor beforehand. He was in like a lot of television and like sitcoms and um and what have you. And the then, sitcom influence really. Oh showed. yeah, one hundred percent. And like then he moved on. He's directed episodes of Keenan and Kel. Everybody loves Raymond, sister, sister. He something. directed episodes of Keenan and Cal. Yes. I need to look those up <laughs> ASAP tonight. He, <laughs> he also directed episodes of a show called Head of the Class. Um, I've not, not heard of that. Have you, have you watched <laughs> that one? I've never heard of this show, but it had Robin Givens in it. Head of the... <laughs> I don't know what... Oh, but I love this. I love this. How deep we're going. Oh, directed like several episodes of Valerie, which was that, uh, that, uh, Valerie. Mm, I actually don't know. Oh, right. That was the thing that they turned into the Hogan family. Remember when they had, they had Valerie Harper and then they were just like, nah, fuck it. And then they got rid of her and then they just like revamped the entire show to not include her. Yes. Anyway, we're getting very deep into sitcom <laughs> history. Well, I mean, because like, because this movie is weird enough that you need a lot of 
external context. Because I mean, it doesn't you, make you s- need to know who made this <laughs> and like what their life was in order to kind of understand why this exists. And I'm saying this as yeah. someone I genuinely enjoyed this movie. I genuinely enjoyed um, this movie too. <laughs> but it is it is a trip and a half, and that's why I enjoyed it. But it, y- you you I think knowing those things about the director and just like having that context helps a lot. Oh my god. Okay, so there are four writing credits. Jesus Christ. Um, including one by Jonathan Roberts, who also co-wrote The Lion King, Monsters, Inc., and James and the Giant Peach. Wow. Uh, what? <laughs> I like all of those. Yeah, but wow. yeah. Okay. Uh, we, got, uh, we got Jeffrey Haas. I don't know who this man is. He d- wrote a film called Bachelor Man, which, which you know, seems further in line with what this is. Bachelor Man. Bachelor man. Uh, David. That ha- sounds like, <laughs> like what I would name like a bad character in a sketch. <laughs> Be like Bachelor man. David Hines also part of this Bachelor man project. Also, both of them did a cartoon series called Tales from the Crypt Keeper, which was like a cartoon Tales from the. Oh I don't gosh. know what this is, but it, apparently it ran for like six years wow there's a whole fan base then people were tuning into this cartoon and uh then there's uh dimitri villard who is mostly known as a producer and he produced what (laughs) (laughs) flight of the navigator my favorite is when you when like either of us learn something well like on the podcast like, and we're like oh my gosh <laughs> this uh, this connection. Is, there's just so much going on here so many people so many different like comedic and writing sensibilities mixed together to create this weird story which is mostly just about there's an um a 390 year old vampire named countess played by lauren hutton and if she doesn't get three and yeah three three basically three bites from a virgin yeah she every gets like, now and then she she gets she turns she like old she turns old so but she's she, still alive <laughs> <laughs> and like in like clayvon little plays sebastian who's like her i guess also a vampire and like her manservant what i want to know is i guess they're from europe right so like i was i spent a lot of time because i am black wondering (laughs) has sebastian ever been a slave because he has this attitude where i feel like he never was and maybe like he was just like i don't know maybe he was like a peasant or something in like a european place and i mean there were slaves in europe i believe but like it's at least they were like i don't know like (laughs) i'm american okay (laughs) Totally. And like, it's like he was her servant, but they very much had a friendship relationship. Like he worked for her, but it felt like a partnership more than, you know, this, this like really separated power dynamic. Like you didn't get the sense that she was like, I am in charge of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just seemed like buddies. Like it was it was really interesting because it almost I don't know if it was just like incidental that he was black. We a side note, when I watch movies, especially from the eighties, I can never tell if like a character is cast to be black or if they're just like oh you know what we could do we could throw a black person in there <laughs> like it's very hard for me to know and i really couldn't i was thinking about this too because i watched swamp thing the other day um which Wes craven directed a version of swamp thing it is bad like it's not even worth the three dollar rental price please don't watch it but like <laughs> swamp thing's girlfriend has like a little black kid who's like her sidekick and it's like a little black little country black kid with like glasses and like Aww. there were like moments where like he has like a dramatic like death and then swamp thing has like healing powers and bring this kid back to life and like you're so happy and the whole time i'm just like was this kid supposed to be black or right yeah because that does change <laughs> the narrative like you're, you're like were, were people actually trying to say i mean obviously people were trying to say things in the 80s but were they trying to say something in this movie or or was this oh this is colorblind casting and yeah we just we just picked the cutest kid like i like yeah. it was hard to tell and i could really not tell with this like i'm just like 
is it just is him being black like a way of just being like she's progressive like she's like a she's like an old vampire but she's also just like of the like modern in a way like you know what i mean well and it was interesting because uh clavon's character was also gay yeah um and and like it's just mentioned once um and it it actually weirdly at least to me it didn't feel like in some movies when a character's gay especially when they're not the main character and it's like a male best friend to a female like character there's this like i'm gay by the way audience i'm gay and then like they don't get to have their own storyline but it's like here just in case you were wondering um but with him it was just like one passing statement where he's like i came out of the closet hundreds of years ago <laughs> and, and then <laughs> like and then she's like oh you're clever and then they just go along and i like loved it actually i, kind of, I was like wow i don't like maybe yes this is corny but like it just i don't know it was funny can we just like i i wish we could just spend the whole podcast talking about them because they I were mean, just we could. so fucking our podcast. cute like they were just cute like they both dressed great oh my god they were so like swanky and like they were just like so put together and you could and they were just like aside from like being mean to like jim carrey's girlfriend they were like actually kind of nice yeah (laughs) and like (laughs) and like i liked i did like karen copen's character like i i liked that she wasn't at first she felt one note but oh my god yeah you know i was like okay we get it you know she's the sweet high school girl and she's and then she just kind of turns it into a joke which i really appreciated yeah but then she was (laughs) self-aware and um yeah she they made her more nuanced than i was expecting but even so i was kind of on lauren hutton's side just because oh yeah she's a She's Lauren Hutton as a vampire. Like, what am I? I'm sorry. Okay, but. yeah, it's okay. So this, so Lauren Hutton is like, uh, I mentioned it before we started recording that she was that she played Michelle Williams's grandmother in um in I Feel Pretty. Uh, she's like a legendary like fashion model, and she was like known like I love that like her signature was like the gap in her teeth. I love that. I just, oh yeah, I, I just love that. For some reason, that's really hot to me. Um, yeah, it is. But like, I kind of want to see like everything that she's in now because now I've seen her in two things. I liked her in both of them, and she was in like American Gigolo, which oh, that means that I have to watch American Gigolo. But I'll do it for her. Oh, we can watch that together. Because <laughs> I just because yeah, have you ever I've tried to start watching it. And you ever like see something where it's like gonna be like this man is brooding and he's naked, and you're just like. You're like, you know what? I have dated enough people. Do I want... (laughs) I have dated naked brooding men. Naked brooding men. Uh, Yeah. Oh, my God. Usually you don't meet them naked, but hey, you know, whatever your life is. Okay. So, anyway. But, no, she is a great actress. (laughs) That was my point. Uh, she, She needs a virgin, and she basically is like, no one's a virgin anymore, and being a vampire in the 20th century is a nightmare, and I'm just like oh that's the, such a cute somebody wrote that was just like we got it we did it yeah, yeah they were like ha everyone has sex <laughs> like i just i love that that was like such a strong theme was like nobody saves their virginity anymore and i was like well i mean honestly they never really did but like whatever <laughs> like that's another conversation and she she really should just like go find some monks yeah um i i was so the whole time i was like why are you not tapping into um evangelical communities oh yeah <laughs> also like some nuns like go find some women right <laughs> mix it up uh, i know she was very heteronormative with she her blood <laughs> she okay so she has like this all these like other vampires also serve her because she's a countess and everybody still recognizes her stature even though like it's they're in america and it doesn't matter anymore um so I she's just it. like get out there and find me a virgin and then we cut to jim carrey uh in an ice cream truck he drives an ice he is obviously okay so he's a teenage boy okay so were you we, okay can we talk were about how also, can, okay were you also confused yes, as to like what age yes, he was supposed to be the I was entire like, what are time we doing? okay so he's driving an ice cream truck sure i guess a teen could do that because they have a driver's license but i've but never he also met seems to like own the ice cream he, yeah truck. it's like casually his business and they never fucking address it he just has this truck like, like all the time like who, how does he does you if never I had seem an ice like, cream truck i would fucking live in 
minute. That's awesome. You never see him like switching out the ice cream, like no. checking the freezers. Like he just has an ice cream truck. And whenever somebody tries to get ice cream from the truck, he's, he's like, mad. Fuck off. Yeah, like, he's mad at them. Job. And I'm like, okay, you have an ice cream truck. You obviously want attention. <laughs> Come on now. Like, like who's <laughs> Like, yeah, that's just like never that people want ice cream. Like I was like at first, like the shot of them, I was like, okay, you know, based on the way that they frame them, I was like, they're supposed to be teens, but also he has an ice cream truck. So maybe 18, you know, maybe like Jim Carrey is 23 in this movie and he looks 23. Oh, yeah. He's so cute yeah i cause, uh, okay so it took until like an hour into the movie for me to realize that he was in high school because i just kept on arguing with kyle's like is he in college is he in high school oh no but he lives with his parents we don't yeah, see his no. parents until like really until late like in halfway the- over probably 60 <laughs> percent through the movie yeah no i was definitely like okay college um and but then the way that they had him and karen coppins interact like i was like this feels a little high school like I mean, maybe yeah, not, and she not, was not 22. the fact that she wanted to not um, have sex, even so much as the way they talked about it in such a childish, like, well, you know, it's what people do. And like the way that they talked about it, it almost just felt like, <laughs> number one, he's he's a 23-year-old. She's a 22-year-old. And like, they look that age, but it's just like, they're talking about it. Like, I felt like we were watching Grease. Yeah. Where it's like, sand, like Danny was trying to get Sandy to put out. Like, <laughs> Yeah, no, it was very, and she, there's even one point in the movie where they're talking about it and about and she's like admitting how she wants to wait and he's like well you know that's like the classic thing like the guy wants to and then the woman says no and then he's annoyed and she's like that's so 1950s so it's like the movie's self-aware but this is yeah (laughs) i mean the entire movie just kind of feels like that and so like what's wild is that he's he's just like well why don't you want to get laid in this ice cream truck and then when like she's like no i don't want to do it we pull back and we see that they're in a parking lot full of people fucking in cars. Like, yeah. And she says that she wants it to be special. Like, I know that, okay, not this special. Is, yeah, exactly. She's like, yeah, I just wanted to be special. And he's like, what? My ice cream truck next to a bunch of people fucking? <laughs> special <laughs> enough? Oh like, you live with your parents. You could just get your parents to leave and like yeah, light some like, candles in your room. I'm tell sure your she parents, that much. Like, tell, like, tell your parents, hey, there's like a new, I don't know, what was going on in 1984? There's a Burt Reynolds movie. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, rest in peace, Burt Reynolds. I mean, it's not like the sex is going to take that long if it's your first time. Let's be real. Like, you'll probably, you just need an hour for them to be gone. Oh, well, so you I can mean, later, sure later, that... spoiler alert, when they actually fuck, oh, my it gosh. takes less than a minute. Yeah. <laughs> it takes less. Like, you know she did not come. I Let's be real. so bad for her. I was like, that is, like, also, yeah. Did they have Unless a, she was, like, pre-gaming herself. Also, like, did that's they the have only a condom way. in that coffin? Because, like, where, no. where'd the cum go? There needs to be a I really want to know where the cum went. Because it wasn't on her. Like, no. Like, I'm sorry. Now I'm getting disgusting. It's like, did she swallow no, it? Fine. Like, where is it? I, I'm, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm just gonna say. For kids. I'm just gonna say. <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely not. <laughs> I'm, def- I'm definitely gonna say that like she probably had a risk of pregnancy after this. Oh yeah, like it's and she's so chill too. She's like smoking a cigarette. Anyway, we're jumping like to the feel, end of the movie. I also feel like Lauren Hutton's character, even though she doesn't need it, would have birth con- like would have a uh, plan B there <laughs> and would just be like, here you go, girl. <laughs> like, like just take this. Oh yeah, I'm surprised that they're not just like. <laughs> Like, <laughs> like this. So I mean, okay, okay, yeah, okay. So, so, they, so they're so he's having trouble getting laid. His two friends are also having trouble getting laid. It's way more obvious why his two friends are having trouble though, because especially the blonde one, I can't even remember their names, like he, or the actors' no. names or their characters' names. They don't the, really use their names that much. No. So, because I kept trying to catch him, and I was like, okay, I guess it's just these guys. There's um, like the blonde one and there's a brunette one. Yeah, and the blonde one's constantly just like, I'm a Sagittarius. Yeah, that's always his lead. I thought that was funny. And like he talks about how he likes the beach and how he <laughs> I wish I had written down his entire pickup move because I was getting so annoyed with it. But I just remember that he says that he likes to read Tolstoy, which he totally does not. Yeah, he's like, like I'm what? a Sag and I read Tolstoy and I love the beach. What's up, babe? And he's just like I just remember his his ending, which is like, you're an adult. 
I'm an adult. So why don't we just, you know, get rid of all, you know, forget all the bullshit. All these just do what adults do. A basic conversation. <laughs> he literally, yeah. He And then the other friend is like, this is a lot of pressure and like masculinity. And like, I definitely felt like he was in the closet based on how they framed him. Oh, yeah. No. Later. Well, okay. I'm spoiling stuff. But even if he wasn't, he was just like, I don't really want this yet. You know, or I don't know what I want. And I liked his character, but I felt like they made him a punchline a lot. Yeah, because it's like, oh, no, he's not sure if he wants to immediately have sex. Yeah, God forbid. (laughs) He wants to. And And of course, the very, like, obvious contrast between how the movie treats Karen Copens for that. Like, that's like a sign of her morality, you know? And then with with him, it's like, oh, this guy needs to just like get it together. Yeah, apparently. He just that's that's all he needs to do. Get it together. Not like get new friends or anything. Um, Right. So they decide to go to downtown, to Hollywood, so that they can go get laid. And everybody's just like, oh my God, you're going downtown? Yeah, they're going to Hollywood. Like, and I almost felt like the subtext is that's where the gays are. <laughs> oh yeah, no, there's there's, there's a lot like of gay panic in this movie. A lot. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so they go down there, and y- that's when we find out that there is a. I think they go. Oh down my gosh, they, that they, scene was amazing. Well, one they uh, they go down in the ice cream truck, don't they? <laughs> yes, absolutely. And everybody's like looking at the ice cream truck because you know there's like because it's an ice cream truck. Like, um, but also that's when we find out that there is a once bitten theme song, and it's just like once bitten. Like <laughs> yes. it's like it, it plays it's it multiple so, times. Oh my gosh! Like it's somebody so, <laughs> somebody wrote it. Somebody for this wrote movie. the once bitten. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like you know showing people like walking like you know along Hollywood Boulevard, and then there's a shot of a woman and she is she has blonde coiffed hair a silver top and a lion she has a pet lion i well that's what it's like downtown oh my gosh like <laughs> like that's, i was dying that's 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 clearly what's that's what people Obviously. are like downtown yes um they just they just have pet lions and there was also like a beach photo shoot at night that was going on yeah I was really into that the theme song montage as they were driving in the ice cream truck. I was like, "Wow, okay, I'm into this." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so let's let's so talk about what happens. Okay, yeah. So, um, so the next scene. So they are sitting in this. I guess this is like a place where people can pick. It's a bar, but it's also a place where people can pick each other up. And each table has a number and it has a phone and you can call another table. Which and is like amazing. hit on someone. And I was like, this is way I would trade in like I want Tinder and all that for this. Right? now. Like that's ideal, right. Right. Let's you, talk about this. You innovation. can see them in real life and get a sense of their vibe, but you don't have to talk to them unless you want to. Like, that's perfect. That's way. Yeah. Anyways, I was like, uh, I want this to exist. Um, so they're, they're at the table and, um, they, okay. So Lauren Hutton is there because she's had her people scout out, um, scout out Jim Carrey basically. Like she has her, she has vampire lackeys that live with her and she sent them and they've, they've discovered him as a virgin. Um, and so she calls the table and basically she's sitting at the bar and she's all sexy and uh and and lures Jim Carrey to come over and of course he's so this is another scene where it's confusing because this is a bar and it's never like they're supposed to be in high school but like they have no problem getting in yeah that's really interesting it's like no one seems to care (laughs) yeah no one like and so he goes over and she's just like you know being she's like She's like, oh, I come. I, he's like, do you do you come here very much? And she's like, oh, only when I'm going to prowl. <laughs> she's just like, no. There is like, <laughs> she's not holding anything back. She's just I love holy. it. It's I love so it. She's great. wonderful. She's, she's so such, great. She's goals. Like I just was so into it. Um, like, and there are hijinks going on there that are like not so awesome. Like the um the weird like are you a guy joke. Oh uh, yes, that there's a super transphobic moment. Yes, yes, and I mean to this credit, this 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 wonderful person was just <laughs> basically like called him a punk, and I was like, yeah, 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 <laughs> correct. Like, like that's how you end that scene. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, 
Yeah, there. You know, I mean, you guys can probably imagine it was just like, uh, the, one of the one of the teens got called over and then was like, "Are you a, wait? Are you a, a woman or a man?" Um, and then got told off. Oh so. my god! Yeah, and it, it was like once I real like I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> like you saw it coming because it was such a transphobic. Like that punchline is. I mean, it still happens now, like that yeah, punchline of in media, but I feel like in but the that 80s, punch- that was like a really big thing. Oh, yeah, because people, because that's the time, that was the time when people still thought that that was funny. Yeah, they're like, what? <laughs> and like, of course, people still think that it's funny, but they're wrong. Uh, yeah. By the way, they're wrong. <laughs> exactly. So, um, humor so, is subjective. Sometimes it isn't. <laughs> exactly. Sometimes <laughs> it's just ignorant and shitty and cruel. Um so yeah, so Lauren Hutton is seducing Jim Carrey, and then the camera shoots back to the table with his teen friends, and there's yes. like two middle-aged women with them, um, and one of the women's husband, like I don't know, comes into the bar and he starts yelling, and he's like, "You pedophiles!" like to his wife, and then he's like, "You're Chester!" to one of the teens, and he's like, "No, I'm not Chester. I just met her." And then this guy, this is such a weird scene. It like escalates so fast. And I was like, wow, this is doing the absolute most. The husband character gets out a gun. Oh There's my, a mass shooting so mad. in this like, movie. He's so, what? He's like, he's so mad. Like apparently like his wife is like, I guess like cheats on him all the time. And this man is just like had it. He's just like, I don't like, you can even tell that he doesn't even really care if it is Chester. He's just like, you are somebody that is with my wife. That is not me. Yes, so you are the placeholder for this frustration <laughs> in my life. And I will take it out right now. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's just, and then so literally he just starts shooting up this bar. There's a, like, this is like an angry white male shooter moment in this movie. I was like, what is happening? And like, he's just like, I don't know, maybe I should go help my friends. And she's just like, oh, you know, they'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Like, also- <laughs> yeah. Lauren Hutton's like, oh, don't go over there. You, you might cause more trouble as there's a gun. And then she's like, come out with me. <laughs> And this is uh, this is when really the movie you realize that we are in the corniest movie ever because even when they're flirting with each other, she's like, "Oh, just call me Countess," and he's just like, "I had a dog named King once." And you're just, I like, was like, "Who are these people that say these things?" Okay, comedian, <laughs> right? Oh my gosh! Like I. What it? I mean, I think in this movie specifically, the Canadian really jumped out with Jim Carrey. Oh yeah, definitely. He just seems so like like an awkward Canadian stereotype in this movie. <laughs> I love it. Um, and then they yeah, so they go out and Sebastian is there with the car, and and Jim Carrey's like, "Well, I gotta take my ice cream truck." And then one of the random vampire lackeys is just like, "Give me the keys. I'll take care of it. You don't want to get caught up in all the stuff that's going on." And he just gives this random guy his <laughs> keys and then just gets in the car with the Countess because he's so ready to get laid. By the way, he's still dating um, uh, his girlfriend. He just like has decided. Well, his shitty friends kind of pressured him his shitty blonde friend um yeah pressured him to go get laid so that he is less stressed out around his girlfriend um and so yeah and so they go back to the place and he's finally like asked this question that i feel like he should have asked earlier which is are you a prostitute and he's just like and she's just like i'll do whatever you want he's just like well i've only got five (laughs) dollars yeah she she says i can be whatever you want me to be and he's like oh good thing (laughs) i only have five bucks And she's just like, you know, being sexy because she's ready for that blood. (laughs) And then there's a scene. Oh, my gosh. Can we talk about the? There's a big painting on the wall of her naked. (laughs) Oh, my God. It was beautiful. In her living room. It's beautiful. It was beautiful. And when they come into the mansion, Jim Carrey's like, wow, I've never really. There's not really mansions in my neighborhood. And then she's just casually like, yeah, the last person who lived here murdered his family and then killed himself. (laughs) 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 And Jim Carrey's just like, oh, you must have gotten it for cheap. And I was like, this movie, what is this movie? It just had a mass shooting. And now she's saying this. What is happening? It's like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's it's so. It's just a lot of camp. Um, Yeah. And so. She like seduces him like like right on the couch it looks like and then he she starts doing her um 
she starts doing her signature move on him, which is biting all of the buttons off his shirt and then just like spitting them out like projectile. Yeah. Uh, and then she just gets to his dick and then just like bites and then he passes out. <laughs> yeah. And he like and then the next morning, like uh, she's talking to Sebastian and she's like, oh, it's the purest blood I've had in a long time. Like, oh, so good. Oh, my God. Yeah. And he just like <laughs> he wakes up and he's just like, oh, my God, it finally happened. Did I enjoy it? Like not even really ask, like, <laughs> like, yeah. just, like, he acts like he wouldn't remember, like at least something about it. He's just so he's so pure. He's just like and at some point he says, I have a picture of my family in my wallet. Uh, yeah, he's a baby. I want to protect him. He's like, can I? He's like, like, yeah. And she says, she says that she hasn't had blood that pure since the Vienna Boys Choir. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> Thank you for remembering that line because that was a moment. Oh my god. Um. So then, when they go, like, she's walking him outside, like, to say goodbye. Um. He's like. She's like, so, you know, I'll see you again soon. And then he's this is when he reveals that he has a girlfriend. And he's like, well, actually, I'm still dating this nice girl. And I'm and she's like, it's OK. I'm used to being the other woman. And he's like, wow, that's so unselfish of you. <laughs> and then but then when he leaves, like she turns to Sebastian. And it's like, you know, like, I'll take care of her. <laughs> and so he goes he goes back to his friends and he goes to lunch and this is around the time where I was getting really angry about, is he in college or not? Like, yeah, I don't I know. Need answers. Um, and his friend, like, oh, here's the thing. If they're in high school, his friend should be in the office because the, his blonde friend was wearing a t-shirt that says freelance gynecologist. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> you saw that? I saw that. <laughs> I was like, wow, they are really like amping up these tropes. <laughs> And like then the he, friend. and then uh, por- apparently he like orders an uncooked burger, which is like the first sign that oh no, he might be he's a vampire. been bitten. He's been once bitten, once bitten, <laughs> once bitten. And then he, <laughs> there's a great scene where he just like shows up in the lab to dissect a frog, and the teacher has to be like, "You're not in this class." <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. And he's in front of the whole. It's one of those where the shot shows him, and it looks like he's alone in the room, and then the teacher comes in and is like you're not in this class and then it's revealed the whole class is watching him and they're super weirded out it's so well done oh my god yeah Uh, it's 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 like a great moment there's like some good comedy in this movie that's the thing is there's some moments that are just so funny and silly and absurd and well done but then like all of it together is just like I, I, it goes back to all of the varied influences on this movie it's just like huh okay and i'm on board for it but it's definitely not I don't know if you would say it's objectively good or if that even applies here or if that matters. Yeah, I mean, it's I it's not too good to have on our podcast. I'll just say that. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, especially because there's a scene later that like really just shouldn't exist. Um. OK, so he finally talks to his girlfriend, Karen Coppins, and and that's when they have the argument about like him literally going home with the woman and yeah what's what's wonderful and bad about karen Coppins's character is that she's just like wow my boyfriend is really dishonest but i love him so much and i'm just yeah. like one thing i'm just like your devotion endears you to me but also i want you to get better exactly like, have yeah better. like i want yeah like because <laughs> because jim carrey's character actually isn't a sleaze bag but if you continue this pattern in your future you will be with a sleaze bag and also just like he seems to really like uh like deflect conversations by like being silly like he uses being silly as like a shield of like when he's doing like at some point he does like a de niro face and like i'm just like oh my god he's one of those guys who like does something terrible and then he's just like like, but you love i got a little but you love I'm going to kiss you now. Oh my gosh. When someone tries to kiss you when you're telling them why you're mad, I'm like, I will punch you. (laughs) Yeah. But not actually. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not an abuser. I was like, (laughs) but yeah, like they, so she overhears him talking to his friends um, about the night with Lauren Hutton. And then she confronts him and he's like, 
I'm sorry. Like I was drunk. I, you don't even remember it. Like, you know, I love you. And she's like, I can't believe you're throwing our relationship away. Um, and then like, she's mad, but then like a scene later, they basically make up and he's just, and she, he's like, I really, really am sorry. And like, and she's like, he's like, I, it really didn't mean anything. And she's like, well, you know, one of the reasons I'm upset is not only the dishonesty, but the fact that I'm afraid you did this because I wouldn't have sex with you and you were frustrated. Um, yeah. And, and they actually have a legitimate conversation where she's like, I want to have sex. It's not that I don't, I just need to like, there's a sense in which Karen Kopp is actually knows herself in this way, which is nice. Like she's actually like, I want this. I just am not ready at this moment. And so what is going on with your phone? Are you like very popular right now? Like, no, my sister, I think is sending me a text (laughs) (laughs) and I had the volume down. So I'm like, Oh, but it's such a loud vibration that I'm just, no, I mean, it's fine. Yeah. But it makes it sound like I have something really urgent. Yeah. It makes it, it, makes <laughs> and it sound like, Oh like, no, honestly, go to the hospital. No, it's now. probably a meme <laughs> 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 knowing my life. Um, um, yeah, yeah. So this movie, this film, uh, Oh, there's a great scene in the laundromat where, <laughs> Oh my gosh. Where, yes. We're the friends. We're yeah. the, we're the blonde one. Like, he goes up to this woman, this like really cute woman actually, and he does this whole bullshit and like I'm a Sagittarius and he's just all like like he's very like, sexually Tolstoy. sexually forward with her. And then um <laughs> Oh my gosh. She's, she's just like, Oh, well, you know, I could I could take you home and tie you up. I'd love to whip you. <laughs> and he gets so it's amazing. It's amazing because like on one hand, you're like, she is either getting her life in the best way or she's trolling him in the best way. And either way, I'm on board. <laughs> like, there's no there's no scenario in which this woman is not doing the most in the best way. I loved her. She I was, was like, and I love it because then and when she calls out his bluff. <laughs> when the when the um brown haired guy's just like, Oh, what happened? He just lies and be like, Oh yeah, she wasn't interested. No, she was interested. You were just terrified. Yeah, you just weren't ready. <laughs> <laughs> that was also the fact that they went in the laundromat. I was like, this is so ridiculous. I mean, if you're going to hit on some, actually, I feel like the laundromat is a place where, where men could probably get more dates <laughs> because it's like, it's not something that you expect at the yeah. laundromat. You always feel, I always feel like I look like shit. Oh, for sure. Like, so it's like, Oh, a guy's coming up to me. I'd be like, okay. I'd be like, huh? Well, you're into me at this moment on laundry day. Then, huh? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, I feel like the laundromat's like very extreme because you're either flattered because you're not done up and you're not trying to be out there or you're frustrated because you're just trying to do an errand. Yeah. <laughs> like, and you're like, and you're like suspicious. Like, yeah. what are you actually and you're like, trying to do here? Can you just let here? me do this errand or no? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, there, it, it's interesting. Cause like, well, Jim Carrey is like, turning into a vampire and and p- patching up his relationship his friends are still trying to get laid and lauren hutton is you know out to come back and get more blood from jim and yep, yep, the yep. second time oh. she comes to get blood oh yeah okay so they're at so um karen coppins works at this uh you know store you know the kind of like teen jobs where it's like we're selling clothes Isn't exactly nice? it's cute uh, uh, and he shows up and he's doing this like annoying boyfriend thing where she's like trying to make a sale and he's just like fucking around behind the chick that she's trying to make the sale yeah. with. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's like, like she's making probably faces. getting paid commission, dude. And like <laughs> he's like thrusting in- yeah. into like the into clothes rack. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, this guy, you can't take this guy anywhere. No, you can't. <laughs> um, and then she makes the sale and she walks up to him and he's just like, what are you doing here? And he's just like, I'm shopping for kisses. And I'm just like, oh, I was, I know. I was like, okay, Ugh. high schooler. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Young Jim Carrey. <laughs> and she's like, oh, haha. And then she, and then he like picks something out and he's like, oh, I want to try this on. And she's like, it's so black. Cause he started to dress like a vampire while well, he's starting to. And she wants him to wear like baby blue, I guess. And so he's like, well, I'm going to go try it on. And then she keeps handing him clothes that are like bright colors. But when he gets into the dressing room, Lauren Hutton is waiting there for him. Yes. And she is 
She does not care about his girlfriend and she does not care if Karen Coppins finds out she's there. So she's like talking to him and he's like trying to answer her and trying to get her to be quiet while Karen Coppins is outside the dressing room. And Karen Coppins is like, what are you saying? What's up here? Try this. And then like Lauren Hutton's inside and she's like, how do you stand her? Like, look at how corny this like pink shirt is and, and blah, blah, blah. Um, and, and Lauren Hutton is wearing like a leather low cut outfit. I'm like, damn, (laughs) she's, she's doing it. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. I loved it. And there's a whole like misdirection where it's like, he's talking to Lauren Hutton, but Karen Coppins thinks that he's, she's talking to her. And apparently like, uh, Lauren Hutton can be like invisible. (laughs) Yeah. And I didn't know that. Yeah. (laughs) And so then it's like at will too, because sometimes you sometimes Karen Coppins can see her and sometimes she can't. Exactly. And so so Karen Coppins is like weirded out because she's having this confusing interaction. And then and and she's just like, fine. And he's like, leave me alone. But he's saying that to Lauren yeah, Hutton. And then yeah. Karen Coppins is like, fine. So she like walks away and then she hears him scream because he's just been bitten twice bitten uh and then and then she comes and finds him and his like pants are down and he's like whoa yeah no i'm fine and then we see lauren hutton leave and like wave at him i'm like damn and then she she and then sebastian is in the store and lauren hutton is like talking about karen coppins and she's just like she's young and sweet and i can't stand her (laughs) it's like wow (laughs) Um, (laughs) okay, so is it this when, um, does he have this dream? Does the dream sequence happen before the dance? Yes. Yes. Okay, so he, (laughs) so it's this weird, like, um, thing where he's like a vampire bat. Like, it's clearly like a bat on a a string. (laughs) And then he comes out and he's like, done up like a vampire where like my my joke was that he looks like Taryn Killam. <laughs> yeah, he does. Um and it's just like this weird like predictive dream of like of like conflict and whatever blah blah blah. Um <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm so distracted because like Dan Dan is gonna go to your comedy show, but he wants to know if if I'm going because he feels uncomfortable. <laughs> you should come. Yeah. I think- <laughs> we can just walk over together. <laughs> sorry, listeners, the comedy show will be over by the time you hear this. But just for your information, I am doing a comedy show at 3 p.m. in the daytime. And it is specifically so that mothers who have babies can bring their babies. <laughs> and I love babies, but um, I don't know how good my comedy is going to be for their brain development. So <laughs> we will see. <laughs> I, 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 I have no expectations. I expect it will be supremely weird. I just weird. Like, kept on getting the text and it's like, you're here. So it just felt so weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like talking. To you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's like is it awkward if i go we should cut this out (laughs) i'm like i'm like it's literally nothing is more awkward than the concept of me doing comedy in front of moms with their babies so it's fine (laughs) um Um, yes so yeah so so then there's the dance (laughs) yes and the dance okay the dance has this great song that's 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 very like thematically relevant because it's like hands off, he belongs to me, hands off. Yes, like, <laughs> and like everybody keeps saying to Jim Carrey, they're like, "Nice vampire costume." Oh yeah, and he's like really upset because he's like, "I'm not dressed as a vampire. I okay, didn't dress so the, up." Okay, so the girl who like writes down who everyone all the costumes are is Megan Mullally, a very yes. young Megan Mullally, and she's just like, "Yes, vampire." He's like i'm not vampire <laughs> i love how defensive he is like he has his hair gelled back like he is doing he's doing he's it. doing the most and then like does it like what's his explanation for that <laughs> he doesn't he just like he's just like oh i just didn't have time to put on a costume but he's just so mad that everybody's he just likes his hair like that <laughs> and he's just mad that everyone's projecting this on and him. so there's a great dance-off scene which like i was like is basically like the top that of this movie where this dance-off <laughs> scene <laughs> like 
So Lord Hutton shows up and she's just like dancing with him and like seducing him. And like Karen Coppins is like, no, I will not stand for this. So she just like starts dancing like even more like aggressively and even more sexually. And then like Karen Coppins starts to like dismantle her outfit as she's like, I'm just like, okay, okay, girl. Yeah, no, she's been ready. Like she does want to She was in like a slip by the end. She's ready. Yeah. And and like it's a great scene. It's a great it's great and it's really well choreographed in my opinion for like yeah for not being a dancing movie. Um. <laughs> so yeah. So anyways, Lauren Hutton uh ends up uh does she wait does she she doesn't get the other bite out of him. Um. No. 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 Obviously. Okay. No. 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 But she gets she's trying. She, she gets, gets the buttons. Because when she leaves, it, she gets like so angry. <laughs> exactly. And so, um, basically, um, Jim Carrey gets he wins. So Lauren Hutton and Karen Coppins dance, and they're like competing for him. And then Lauren Hutton ends up leaving, and then Jim Carrey gets announced as um best costume and he gets really angry and he leaves the room and then karen coppins follows him and she's like why are you upset and he's like oh i just feel weird blah blah and then he reveals to her he's like okay this is gonna sound crazy but the woman who bit off my buttons i think she's a vampire and she she made me into a vampire um and of course karen coppins is kind of like haha yeah funny and then they like go by a mirror and like neither of them can see him in the mirror and she's like oh my gosh (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's like a split second thing, but it's like enough to be scary. And so she's like, okay, something's going on. So she asks his friends to like look into it and see if something's up. Now, what's really interesting is that like she basically calls them out for being shitty friends. She's just like, are you actually his friends? Like, are you going to look into this, you pieces of shit? Right. (laughs) And I'm just like, all right. Like, that was the moment where I was just like, this is a ride or die chick for better or worse. Exactly. <laughs> She's just like, are you going to, are you going to like look after your friends? Yeah. She's like, are you guys just full of it? Are because you going I feel to like be part are. of the plot? Are you going to be in this movie? And they were like, oh shit. And like, it's like when she called them out, they're like, okay, fine. So like, there's this whole locker room scene. Oh my God. Oh my okay. So this is the scene. This is, pr- this is like the scene that I wish was not in it. Like at least not the way that it's done. No. There's a way to do it where it would be really funny and great. Absolutely. Um, They did not do it that way. Uh, (laughs) So they're just basically uh, trying to like inspect his junk to see if he has like a venereal disease or something. Um, And uh, (laughs) it just becomes a thing where uh, the blonde one actually literally drops the soap so that he can get down and look and see uh, a Jim Carrey's junk. Um, you know, good thing about this scene, Jim Carrey was, you know, looking good um, at this age. And it was totally fine for us to say that because he was 23 years old. That's only three years younger than me. That's fine. Um, <laughs> I love that you like put that in there. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know how... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so basically, you guys can guess there, a, uh, a gay panic things happen and uh, a phrase is uh, repeated that we will not repeat on this podcast that uh, should not should not have been in there. It's, yeah, it's bad. They're like, we'll just have them yell slurs a bunch and it's fine because it's like like why i know it's not but but they're just like we just need to obviously have them yell this we just needed to have a gay panic scene yeah Um, and then and then even the next scene um the the, two friends are like they were like freaking out because like oh no we must be gay like are we we must be they use the term i can actually say this on the podcast but i'm using finger quotes when i say it okay everybody rump rangers Like, uh, I just, I want everyone listening to know that both Jordan and I are cringing and like, and like doing a little bit of a face palm. Um, it's so hard to talk about because it's so terrible. And at this point, Kyle got really angry. Kyle's just like, fuck the eighties. Yeah. (laughs) Which I mean, Kyle says that for everyone. 
But he's just like, what is it with the 80s and gay panic? I'm just like, literally every movie, even the ones that everyone remembers well from the 80s has one at least gay oh, panic yeah. moment. And this one like has a lot this of gay one panic is just moments. Like, and gigantic. It's just like, yeah, like that's like one of the biggest themes is is gay panic. Yeah, it just um, takes up a lot of time. Like, yes, it's a vampire movie, but also it's a gay panic movie. Yeah, and it, it see, like, it's clearly trying to be a comedic centerpiece, and I... Mm, they, it's not funny. Mm, no, no, it's not. Uh, and the way that one of them talks about it, like the um, the brunette guy, like he, the interesting thing about him is he's... The way that he expresses the fact that he's concerned about what other people think doesn't seem like he actually thinks being gay is bad. That's the difference between him and the blonde guy. Yeah. He just seems more like, Oh, I don't know. Maybe I did like it. Like he says stuff like that. And that's where I was like, I wonder what's going on with him. You know, like he's, he seems like he's genuinely trying to figure out his sexuality, whatever it is. And he's just got like this really homophobic culture and like, and like toxic masculinity. So like no matter who he's into, he's just like, uh, I don't really agree with, but like, I also feel like I can't, <laughs> I don't, I was, just, I was interested in his character. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I kind of wish that there was more of him and like both him and the blonde guy didn't really do much after this. And I was just no. like, I'm okay with the blonde guy not doing much, but no. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, <laughs> but his, yeah, he was, cause he was kind of, like the like sensitive he was but i mean jim carrey was sensitive but like he was kind of the one who was like oh i don't know he's kind of he's kind of like uh david allen greer and boomerang <laughs> yeah yeah like there's, there's this i don't know i i liked him yeah and felt like if the movie wasn't so full like the movie could have made him an interesting commentary for I life. really yeah I do too um but instead what we get oh my gosh is so the last like 15 minutes that, of the movie well we have to talk about the bookstore scene the bookstore scene where this white actor puts on this Indian accent because I from the moment that I heard it I was just like okay now <laughs> and then I look really hard at him and I was just like doesn't look indian and then i did some research and like found his twitter account like i went deep into it because i was just like there is just something that doesn't seem right this is <laughs> i don't understand here's the thing you could just be a guy that owns a bookstore i didn't understand why this white guy was doing this indian accent do you like what was the point i didn't was it notice to be funny? I, I didn't think he had i didn't i honestly didn't notice like oh i thought God. he just like it's a great i thought he was doing like a british like I did not. No. I mean, I would have to rewatch that part. So no. I, I truly was just like, huh? No. Yeah. It's that's it, terrifying. It's real bad. <laughs> it's real bad because I was just like, is he trying to do like what like a, stereotype what is, he is he even he doing? doing? I don't get it. There's like, not like, like a is Indian guy that runs a bookstore. Is that a? I didn't know there was an Indian guy who runs a bookstore that's into like, vampires stereotype. But it felt regular, like he was playing. But like, yeah. The I mean, you didn't feel like his accent was like really strange. I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe it was. The I mean, hangover. I'll, I'll rewatch. It's not that I like. It's not like I never. It's not like I always notice everything. So, and he did talk for like two seconds. He did like it was very so, quick. But like I was just staring at him, just like why does he sound like that? Like it was really weird. Yeah, I just don't know what kind of accent he was. Like it seems like a fake Indian accent, like like the elephant from Camp Laszlo or something. Like it was very. It was really interesting because he um uh. He was just so like immediately like, oh, vampires. Yeah, I know a lot about them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, OK, so it's like fake Indian books out. Yeah, like know. what? It's just so much was going on, and it seemed like he like had like some tanner on too. I don't know. I just really didn't like it. Maybe I just have an eagle eye for that kind of thing. I was just like, hmm. Yeah, you were like, what is going on? In what? This? Um. Okay, so the rest of the movie. <laughs> yeah, so the rest of the movie is basically a lot of chase scene. Um, basically, Lauren Hutton is trying to get that third bite from Jim Carrey before he loses his virginity. That's essentially what's happening. Yes. Um, and at this point, um, Karen Coppins does believe that he's a vampire. Um, and she actually gets kidnapped by Lauren Hutton, who um, wants to keep her from Jim Carrey to make sure she gets the, the virgin blood, <laughs> yes. the untainted blood. Yes. And so there's a scene where like, 
Jim Carrey and his two friends basically like realize Karen Coppins is missing and they go find her. And then from there on, they release her. Uh, there's just a bunch of vampires chasing them. Um, <laughs> and, and like Lauren Hutton has this really fancy contraption that she like to put like Jim Carrey on and in. Um, yes. and I mean, like, at least in my opinion, there's nothing really notable until like the actual end. Um, when, uh, like, uh, Lauren Hutton and Sebastian come into a room and, Jim Carrey and Karen Coppins are in the coffin and they open the coffin and they have somehow had sex within one minute. <laughs> oh yeah. It's, she was just like, it's been less than a minute. And I'm just and like, ha, like, we ruined it. And they it. also both have cigarettes. <laughs> and they both have cigarettes. They're like, we're not virgins anymore. Everything's different. <laughs> like it's like, it's, it's after this like adorable comedic chasing, which also one of the funniest parts is when she, <laughs> when she tells one of her goons, like I have to replace Every door you people smash. Oh my gosh, yes. Could you that at moment least was try, so good. Could you at least turn the knob first? Like, it's such a, like, breaking the fourth wall <laughs> moment, too. And then he, he, like, tries the doorknob and is like, oh, I could just walk through. Oh my, yeah. I mean, there are a few minutes, there are a few, like, moments where they break the fourth wall, which is, like, the really funniest part. We're like, there's a part where Karen Coffins is literally like, I'm nice and sweet and pure, so fuck off. And I'm just like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, the movie's just like, we are, yes, we are dealing in tropes let's go like <laughs> and like and i mean like yeah and the cigarettes after sex and then of course so so basically lauren hutton immediately starts transforming once once she realizes that she can no longer she can't have that third bit of jim carrey's virgin blood because it's he's not a virgin she nope. they they have this like swirling light and she's just getting older before our eyes and she's yelling and she's like get a plastic surgeon i need a virgin i need a virgin now and i was like <laughs> oh my gosh there's like eight essays just in this moment oh like, my god wow. i love it yeah um and and then literally the last scene is like her walking with Sebastian and, and he's like, Oh, and, and she's aged now. And, uh, she's like, he's like, don't worry. There's plenty of virgins. I'll get you one. Like, we'll get you another virgin <laughs> so, like, credits roll. Yes. <laughs> <Want been. laughs> like it's, you know, this movie doesn't, I mean, it's, it is a romance in the sense that like, Jim Carrey and Karen Coppins, obviously, like they love each other or whatever, and and they end up having sex for a minute at the end. Yeah, um, a whole minute. But there's so much stuff going on. The romance feels like an aside to like the themes of of Lauren Hutton, like the vampire theme and the disturbing gay panic, and then just all the movies like fun fun scenes that are put in there that are really funny, and then all the weird. I mean, like the like the guy shooting up the bar. What? Like this movie is a collage of many things. It is. It is quite a lot. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. Yeah. I mean, I would. I mean, it's on Hulu. So. Um, yeah, it's also streaming on Amazon Prime. So you know, you guys. I it, would I would say watch it if you want to watch something kind of fun this Halloween season. You know, I mean, proceed with caution. Like we have told you, some of the negative aspects of it, um, the 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 intense homophobia, um, and then just aspects of the plot that are just disorienting. Um, but it is very visually fun. The costumes are great, and. I mean, yeah. Jim Carrey does his thing. Yeah, Jim Carrey. I don't. I, this is such an interesting career moment for Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey was doing weird shit in the eighties, um, which, you, which, as you do when you're, you know, early in your career. Um, his film. Oh yeah, I I usually do this at the beginning, but I'll do it at the end. His films before this were Sex and Violence, Family Hour, uh, All in Good Taste. <laughs> Copper Mountain. <laughs> wow. I just keep on mentioning shit that I've never heard of. Copper Mountain. Rubber face. Huh? Is this just a word salad? <laughs> and finders keepers. 
Okay. Yeah, those were a bunch of films. But after Once Bitten, which I guess started his like getting into good movies, he was in Peggy Sue Got Married, which is one of my favorite movies. It's real good. Um, he was in The Deadpool, which is a Clint Eastwood movie. Wow. Clint Eastwood and Jim Carrey. Then he was in Earth Girls Are Easy, which is like... You know, a camp classic, Earth Girls Are Easy. If we ever yes. did it on this podcast, there'd still be a lot of love for it here. Oh, d- yeah, definitely. And then in 1994, he did Ace Ventura, and that changed everything. Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, changed everything in his career. But before that, he was just in a bunch of weird shit. I love him in weird shit. <laughs> and I think he loves it, too. Yeah, I think so, too. Like, he's on a show right now uh, called Kidding that I have not watched. So I can't say whether it's good or not, because it's on show time and showtime makes it almost impossible to stream oh, anything like yeah. i don't know what they, is up with they're showtime. like so once you get the key for the door then you will pay 30 bucks and then you will download another app and then you will get a large apple tv and you're like okay i'm, d- I'm just gonna go on netflix I tweet it's fine. at showtime but i'm just like when are you going to have masters of sex available for streaming it had many episodes it had like an all-star cast i have never seen a single episode because i d- because through its entire run i was in college and did not have showtime and showtime will like tweet me back and just be like we're sorry like we just don't have it out and i'm just like but what like like you, they're old you have one job they're like shows from the Give 90s from showtime that are streaming media. but i can't say masters of sex but yeah. you have shows from the 90s from show you have like what yeah i'm so angry i don't know how this got about yeah. me talking mad about masters of sex but anyway <laughs> <laughs> um we'll Love you guys. <laughs> we do. Um, I um, sent an email to Twitter to put me back on, and <laughs> hopefully I'm back on by the time this episode's up. They have not responded. It said it takes them a few days to process um, requests to unsuspend accounts. But when I'm back, I would love for you guys to follow me, but please follow the podcast and Jordane. Yes, yes. Um, and by the way, um, I noticed that people are still sending me curious cat messages about the podcast. Please just tweet the podcast. Don't send me anonymous messages on curious cat about the podcast. Like that's weird. Like what are you hiding? Yeah, like <laughs> we want we want to know who you are so that we can talk to you. <laughs> Unless you feel embarrassed. Oh my god. Yes. Um, okay. Yeah. So we have one more Halloween episode for the month, and that's gonna be on high spirits yeah and so you know if you wanted to know early you can go ahead and watch high spirits it is streaming on amazon prime if i remember correctly uh so yeah so buckle in buckle in uh (laughs) bye (laughs) (laughs) bye (laughs) Uh, yeah